Thank you, Caroline and, and worship team. As Pastor Mike shared, we're continuing our series about stride. And we're talking about socially inclusive. And what a great illustration from Andrew and Jesse. And as I watch these balloons, what a great illustration is still sitting on our roof. You can see I've had three balloons think that each other is pretty good. And we've got one balloon out in the middle here. It's all by itself. I don't know how you're feeling today. You might be like this one balloon. That's all by itself. Or you could be like these three that are having a good time together. One's just started to move a bit away now. So something happened there. There's a fight going on. But we are here today as one. We are one body, one church. Each of us is different. Each of us has different gifts and abilities. Each of us interacts differently, speaks differently. But the amazing thing about this church that is the object of Christ's supreme regard is that even though we're imperfect, even though we are not normal in our own eyes, God takes each one of us and says, you know what? You would make a great church community and puts us together. As you know, I go for Richmond and my boys go for Richmond. We go for the Tigers. And last year we had the wonderful opportunity, thanks to COVID, to go to the grand final. Jada and I experienced all the thrills and excitement of the grand final. This is just before the actual game starts. We're watching the players gather around. It was raining before the game started, but it dried up as well. And there we are cheering the Tigers on, having a wow of a time. And then we finally win the premiership. And I remember praying at halftime because we were down by 30-odd points, and I prayed, God, if you can help me, just help us win. Because I didn't want to take a disappointed boy home for an hour-long drive back to the Gold Coast. And Richmond came back, and we won the premiership. But there was something about this experience. You see, we were seated in this packed Gabba Stadium, Yet the guy beside me, who I have no idea who he was, just struck up this conversation about my implants. So you've got cochlear implants? I said, yeah, I've got cochlear implants. Tell me about them. I said, what do you want to know about them? He said, everything. My daughter has just got cochlear implants now. So tell us all about it. Have they changed your life? And so here we are watching this grand final. I'm talking to this guy about my cochlear implants. The guy in front of us is a very happy sort of guy. And I think after about six beers, he became even happier. <laughs> and all around us, we're cheering this game on, all heading in the same direction, all watching for the same result as we're going for the Tigers and every time Dustin Martin grabs the ball, everyone is up on their feet to see what he's going to do. At the end, we won the premiership. It didn't matter about masks. It didn't matter about COVID. It didn't matter about 1.5 minutes social distancing. 
The guy in front of us that was very happy, he gave me the biggest bear hug I've ever experienced because we were one. And I'm like, afterwards, I smell like alcohol. And Jade and I were just mobbed in this pack of exuberant celebration. Because our team had won, we'd be going in the same direction, and didn't matter what colour their skin was, didn't matter where they came from, didn't matter who they were, we were one, we were happy. And we were celebrating together. Stride. Are we, are you, socially inclusive? Do we strive to be socially inclusive in our life and in this church? Because I'll ask you this question. Why do we tend to put people in boxes? We tend to put people in a box and we close the lid and we've got that person all sorted out. They're very close. Ooh. This is a very inclusive church, isn't it? That's quite fascinating. I feel sorry for this one still, but hopefully you get to come across eventually. But we put people in a box, and we want to put the lid on. And if we've got people in a box and we put the lid on, we can keep people there, and we put people in the box and we stereotype them. It depends what they might look like. Smell like, be like, whatever we want, we'll put people in a box and they stay there. And we struggle day after day to take people out of those boxes. In actual fact, our world continues to struggle to take people out of boxes because we put them there. You'll see the various protests happening even now because we struggle as a community to take people out of boxes when we're all very quick to put them in. I need four volunteers. Kieran, Alexander, Jesse. Do you want to, Jason? Yeah, come on up, mate, come on up. Come on up, come up on stage. And I might go over this area here. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to get your fingers out, those fingers. You need to stand in a circle. So you need to come here. Yep, come around, come around, come around. Come in here, Alexander. Get your fingers out. And what I want to do, I want you to put this rubber band over there and put it over the next finger. If you want to come in closer, you can come in closer. Want to come in closer, come in closer. Oh, sorry, mate. Okay, what we have here right now is each of these men, will I say, are joined together by the rubber band. And it's an illustration of church where we're bound together. We're a part of the family of God. And if God is in the centre, let's say God is in the centre, the less tension on those rubber bands, the closer you are to God. But if I say, Kieran, 
you haven't been vaccinated, take a step back. If I say to Jason, because you've got tattoos, I don't like the look of you, take a step back. If I say, Jesse, because you're too young, take a step back. Alexander, because you're so small, I don't think you belong in this circle. Take a step back. If I say to Kieran, because you had a fight with me, and I haven't resolved it, take a step back. Alexander, because you bullied me at school, take a step back. Oh, that's a very little step, young man. I'm glad you've got small steps. Jason, because you looked at me and you thought that I was perfect and I have it all together, I have a good relationship with God, yet I don't. Take a step back. Jesse, there's tension going on here. Jesse, because I have a disability, and you judged me because I can't hear properly. Take a step back. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, a bigger step than that, Jesse. <laughs> Here we go. I was about to end that one. But it snapped. Or flung off, did it? I don't know. It's gone somewhere. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being a part of it. As you can see... As I raised a number of different issues, you could see the rubber band getting further and further. There was more tension as it went. And the thing is, when the rubber band snaps, it hurts. Church, right now, we're living in a world where those rubber bands are out of tension. And we're living in a world where there is an answer. Where Christ has given the world an answer. And that is you. That is me. That is the church. In the Bible, we find the story in John 8. Of the woman caught in adultery, right here was a great example of the people of the church, of the Pharisees, and of the people that thought they knew everything about the book and the Bible and the Old Testament, New Testament, you name it, they knew everything about Jesus Christ. And they found this woman caught in adultery. And they drag her out and they throw her at Jesus' feet. Jesus, what are you going to do about this one? And Jesus stands there. He looks at the woman. 
he sees the Pharisees with their stones in the hand, ready to stone, because that was supposed to happen. Stone her. And he says, he who is without sin cast the first stone. And the story is told that he knelt down, writing all the sins of all the accusers in that dirt. Woman, go sin no more. What did he say? You are a part of the kingdom of God, no matter, no matter how hard your life has been. And today we say to you as a church, this may be your first time, welcome home. You belong here. You're a part of the family of God. Over in Mark, we find another illustration. Mark 1, verse 40. And in this instance... A leper comes to Jesus and kneeling down, he says, if you are willing, can you make me clean? Why do I say this? Because lepers in the old times, in these times, they were the outcasts. If you were caught to be a leper, you may have been thought of maybe today being the unvaccinated. And you were, hey, you can't come here. You're not good enough to be near me. And here is this leper who comes to Jesus automatically with this instance of coming to Jesus. He has made Jesus unclean. And so right here, right now, you have two people that are unclean. They're the outcasts of society. But Jesus says here, he was moved with compassion stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And then he says, hey, don't go and tell this anywhere else. But when you have been touched by Jesus Christ, you can't help but share what he has done for you. And this man runs and he shares with everyone what Jesus has just done. You see, Jesus doesn't look the outward appearance. Jesus doesn't care what has happened in your life. What he cares about is your heart. He loves you with an everlasting love. Desmond walked into church. And I was preaching this day and I looked down the back and he was sitting down the back, right at the very back of church. As church finished, people made a detour around him to go out. And as I went up and sat next to him, I said, Desmond, what brings you here today? I've just got out of jail. 
I'm on my way home. As I'm on my way home, I saw the sign for church, and so I came in. Welcome home. Welcome home. We went through AdSafe and had a safety agreement in place for Desmond. So he could feel like he was a part of this family, this journey together with him. To Jesus, Desmond's heart meant everything to him. Everything to him. And we were able to help him with food, with clothes, and support him getting his life back on track. You see, Jesus goes on in Luke. And he says, but when you give a feast, and he talks about giving feasts and talks about wedding banquets here in this passage. When you give a feast, invite the poor, the maimed and the lame, the blind, and you'll be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Talk about haughty. Talk about snob. Here is Jesus heading straight down that line saying, hey, Get over yourselves and get me. Because when you have Jesus in your life, you can't help but be inclusive. You can't help but be a socially inclusive community, like we're seeing up there at the moment, and like we're not seeing there at the moment. Jesus wants us to stand up in the world today. And to be a part of that family of God and model to a broken, stretched, hurting world what it means to be a church community that lives as the body united under Jesus Christ. In my ministry, I've experienced this in many different ways. And this is a picture of Broadmeadows. And here we used to do a Sunday morning Barbecue. And you know what? It didn't matter who came. They're a part of our community. Where people with bringing beers, people bringing slabs of meat, people coming as they are, because we wanted to love them and love them to experience the amazing Jesus Christ that we know. Another example is when I was in New Zealand, we set up a burger van. They would head out to the streets and would share burgers with the community. That's Ready Burger, by the way. It's not meat. They would make Ready Burger patties and head out to the community. And the very first person came along, it was rain that night. She was baptised in the body of Christ. That was one person on that first night. But that ministry grew from one to 300 people coming out on a Friday evening to experience burgers, to experience some basketball and soccer and experience the love of Jesus Christ. I will never forget the day where I was driving the bus around to pick up the kids for VBS. And these kids with no shoes and shorts would come along with us and they'd come into VBS and be a part of our community. And we did all we could to support them. 
to make them feel like they're a part of a socially inclusive community. You see, Jesus says, Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. For many Christians, they think that all this world needs right now is the prophecies and they need what this Bible teaches. Yes, they do. But they don't need it rammed down their neck. They need it by a church family being socially inclusive and loving them into a relationship with Jesus Christ. There was a young man in one of my churches who could tell me every prophecy in the Bible. He would tell me every memory verse he could remember. He would wear a suit and tie. But after church finished, he would go home, he would smoke. He would drink. He would abuse his partner. Why? Because he never experienced the love of Jesus Christ. And it wasn't until I sat down with him and he said, Pastor, you've talked about love today. But what is love? This guy had been in the church for 10, 15 years. But he asked me the question then, what is love? And I opened the Bible in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that if you believe in him, you not perish, but have eternal life. And he finally got it. As he read it and he put his own name into that verse, he looked at me with tears and he said, I've finally got it, Greg. Jesus loves me. And even though I was abused by my father, Jesus loves me. And he's able to look past his hurt, look past his pain and realise the love of Jesus Christ. And when you experience the love of Jesus Christ, it changes you from inside out. It transforms you from inside out. When you experience the love of church community that we had there that loved him no matter what. It transformed him from the inside out. No amount of hurt, no amount of pain, no amount of abuse, whatever it is racially, whatever it is, can separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. And I pray it will never separate you from the love of the church. We are to be a socially inclusive church community. We were given a van and we created a late night street ministry. We were headed out on the streets of Otara. And the very first night we headed out, we had no idea what Jesus had in store. But this woman came walking down the road. And she looked at us and she said, what is some lovely, fine young men doing out here this time of night? And I said, we're here to share the love of Jesus Christ. We're here to share the love of Jesus Christ. 
Would you like a drink? Oh, that'd be wonderful. That'd be wonderful. And she walked along and she sat down in the gutter. I sat there with her. We waited for the drink. And then she looked over and she said, So, what's your favourite Bible verse? I'm like, Hang on. What? It took me aback. And I said, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your hearts. Lean not on your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge him. And you make your path straight. And I sat there a bit longer and I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask her. If she's asked me this question, she obviously has a bit of an understanding. And so I said, so what's your favourite Bible verse? She reached over into her handbag. It was the size of a Bible. And she pulled a HMS Richards study Bible out of her handbag. Which church has HMS Richards study Bibles? She opened it up to the 23rd Psalm. And she read to me, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He must lie down in pastures green. He leads me beside still waters. And though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For the Lord is by my side. I started to cry and I looked at her and she had tears in her eyes. And she said to me, she said, which church are you from? Turns out that there had been a hard past for her in the church. That the church that she was attending was not socially inclusive. In actual fact, people in that church had been abusive. But by God's grace, that very first night that we took that van out, this woman has come to experience the love of Jesus Christ through the church, being a socially inclusive, loving church community. Stride. Which way are you stepping? Are you striding towards Jesus Christ and striding to love others, or are you stepping back and breaking relationships, hurting one another? The person that walks through today, are you willing to love them? Are you willing to embrace them? Are you willing to journey with them? As a kid, we used to sing, Jesus loves little children, all the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white, all are precious in his sight. But do we really mean that? Do we really live that? Gold Coast Central Church. God has called us to be a church that is spiritually grounded, socially inclusive. 
is a value that each of us strides and strives to become. I'll be the first to say here, I'm not perfect. We're not perfect. In actual fact, we're the perfectly imperfect church. But I want to challenge us today to be like these balloons. Gather together. And not be like all those balloons. May no one ever, ever be left out like that blue balloon. But may we reach out as Jesus did and be the hands and feet of Jesus. We are called to be his hands and feet. When we experience his love on the cross, when we are his body of Christ under his grace, we're called to be his feet. And we're called to get these boxes. We're called to tear them down, to step on them, to smash them, to get rid of them and have no boxes any longer, but have relationships, hands united, arms around one another, going united as a family of God, heading in the one direction that is looking to Him as our Lord and Saviour and ex- expecting the very soon return of Jesus Christ when all this heartache, all this sorrow, all this pain, all this hurt, everything that is happening in our world today will be finished. And He'll look at us and say, I know you. I love you. And together we'll spend eternity with him.